Hello. Welcome to the Productions Plus podcast. I'm Joe Stearns. I've worked with Productions Plus for many years. I was also the founder and artistic director of Signal Ensemble Theater in Chicago for 14 years. Uh, I'm an actor, a producer, and talent agent. We're here to talk about the industry, the art, and everything in between. Thank you for joining us. Hello, everyone. Thanks for joining us. This is Joe Stearns, and I am here with the representatives of the theatrical department in Productions Plus. I'm here with Marsha Bassi, who represents print and live fashion. Hello, Marsha. Thanks Hello. for being here. And with Olga Denisenko, who represents film and commercial and on-camera work. Hello, Olga. Hello, Joe. Thank you. So can you tell us a bit about what the theatrical division does and how it came about? Yes, thank you. Um, so uh, I'm Olga, and I represent the on-camera aspects of theatrical, which includes film. Film can be anywhere from a motion picture, feature film, to TV episodics. Um, we do a lot of commercials, both mostly regional and local. A few national, but not many, because those are mostly shot in uh, L.A. or major markets. But one, one, one that I will bring up nationally, as many of you will remember, the big Chrysler made in Detroit Super Bowl mm -hmm. commercial that was done here and was extremely powerful and uh, really shed a, a new light on Detroit. I also do industrials, which are corporate in-house training films and uh, some voiceover. We have another agent within our company that really specializes in voiceover, and that's Deb Williams, and uh, she's super good, great at this. But my focus right now is film, TV, and commercials. Now, when I say film and TV, uh, I, I'm talking about major motion pictures that have come to Michigan, and actually not just in Michigan, but all over the country. Uh, as many of you will recall, in 2007, Michigan had a film tax incentive. And that's when Productions Plus really established the theatrical division. Right. Well, that's interesting that that's what led to that. Exactly. Because Productions Plus has been in existence over 40, what, 43 years <laughs> now. But our primary focus was automotive, automotive events, <clears throat> event marketing. And I think at that time, even at the beginning, there was a print division. But we didn't really have film and commercial. I think that during the, when, when the film uh, incentive uh, began or was uh, when we acquired or it was signed in 2007 P plus jumped on the bandwagon mm -hmm. and, es and established a viable theatrical division which is where I came in because I was on the auto show side first I've been with the company for 27 mm -hmm. years but I was a director of the auto show division for the first 10 12 years and then in 2007 uh, Marjorie Krevsky our founder decided we've got to have a real theatrical division and so I started that and then a year or so later we uh, purchased the Talent Shop, which was one of our competitors. They had a great uh, commercial film and industrial division. We we merged, brought all the agents together, and we are now one big happy group. So everybody wins. Everybody, <laughs> that was a win-win, absolutely. And since then, uh, we and I'm just going to mention a few major projects we've done. Yeah, over please. Two. What are you working on now? What's coming well, up? I'm going to backtrack a little bit because. Uh, the big, big one at the time was Batman versus Superman. Mm -hmm. Everyone knows that was shot here. We uh, Productions Plus alone uh, booked over 80 people on that one film. And I don't mean extras. I'm talking day players. Right. Day players are people who have actual lines in a film. The other one was when Clint Eastwood brought in Gran Torino. That was huge. These are pictures that you saw in the theater. Um, 
probably, I pro we've got over 200 of them. I'm not going to name them all, but, uh, Oz the Great and Powerful, that mm -hmm. was another big, big production that shot here. And then I'd like to cover television because it's super, super big with us. Sure. Um, at the time when, um, I think there was, a an episodic called Prince of Detroit or something like that. That was the first one that actually a Chicago casting agent hired, uh, even though it shot here, it was, uh, it was uh, cast by Claire Simon casting. Yes. And that was a major project. Detroit 187 was another mm -hmm. one. Detroiters, the big comedy one, that was huge. Um, probably seven, eight years. Productions Club has been really instrumental and booking people for all the Chicago Fire, Chicago PD, Chicago Med um, TV series. I'm probably booking people monthly on those series. They're not lead roles, but they're they they're pretty they're co-star or supporting roles. Uh, and I've got like even today I just got an email saying, hey, we'd like to put a couple of people on hold. So that is really really um, a great opportunity for our actors, and most of them are coming from Michigan even though it's shot in Chicago. We're also working on American Rust, which is another episode. I think it's the one with Jeff Daniels that um, is shooting in Pittsburgh. Again, Michigan actors going into Pittsburgh to work. Uh, Mayor of Kingstown. Uh, and there are several others. Oh, and I want to go back to the films. Real Steel was another big one um, that was shot here that most people will remember. I think that was the Hugh Jackman film. Uh, but when the incentive happened in the first place, as you said, that's what caused the theatrical department to really be formed. Correct. And so the theatrical department is obviously still doing very well and thriving. And, and I so think, that was the impetus. I, and I think exactly that was the impetus. And the thing is, since then, we, we are very, very strong and viable and we book a ton. Um, but just to segue back, uh, just to go back a little bit to the film incentive, fortunately, it is now back on the docket. And, um, the word is that it's in the works and stay tuned. If it does come back, if it does get signed, this will be another huge, huge impact for Michigan. And I'll tell you why I personally think it's going to happen is because we are one of the only few, few states left in, in this country that don't have a film incentive. Right. I know there's some huge ones in Georgia, for all instance. Over, and, all um, over. I mean, I'm amazed. I mean, I am sending people, we are sending people to all those markets to shoot films. We are currently shooting a few here in Michigan. Uh, there's a film called right, uh, right now that I'm working on. It's called I, I Love You Forever. <laughs> and uh, started shooting last week. It's going to finish next week. But we booked about a half a dozen people on that, on that, show, on that film. It, these, I'm talking about SAG film productions. <laughs> and SAG means that, you know, there, there is an established rate. It's under the SAG jurisdiction and rules and so forth. A lot of information regarding SAG and all of that is online. I don't have to spend time to explain that. Yeah, of course. And um, so, yeah, that's kind of in a nutshell what uh, we're doing. Um, well, if I can say Marsha, Ms. Marsha Bassey, um, who's been sitting here patiently, um, can you talk a bit about what you do with uh, print and live fashion? Sure. Um, I've been at Productions Plus for 13 years, but my total experience has been about 38 years in the business. And my main um, focus is print and some live fashion. Print uh, talent really have to have a certain look, uh, certain height requirement usually. Uh, they have to really photograph very well. They have to have great smiles, great personalities. They really have to be kind of a chameleon. Uh, 
you know, turning from maybe just a person you see on the street and then all of a sudden they get in front of the camera and they can really turn it on and make something out of nothing. <laughs> so, uh, but the most important thing I think with print talent is their, their pictures, their photos. Uh, more than ever, um, they really need good photos because there are no live castings. Uh, my clients all want to pick them off of a headshot and then once they do that, they want to see a current digital and then they book the job. Of course. So the talent doesn't get a chance to actually sell themselves like years ago. They used to be able to do that and go into a live casting right. and they were able to talk and you know have a conversation with the client. That's no longer possible. So you're saying that the job is, is usually uh, gotten by just on the merit of the photograph. So that's Correct. really important. Um, is there any advice or anything you'd like to say to um, to someone who would be applying for this about their photographs and what they should do for it? Yeah, they need to really look like their photograph. Uh, they need to be approachable and friendly, smiling. Mm -hmm. A lot of talent think they don't need to smile, but in Detroit, you do. <laughs> no, that's yeah. no, that's yeah. that's uh, very good advice. You know, and that's not to say you shouldn't have a serious shot either. But you need to have a variety of shots to show your different looks. You do need a full-length shot as well. Uh, maybe you have some lifestyle shots, uh, some shots with like a family type. You mm -hmm. know, maybe you have That's a big uh, mother-child shot or, you know, a, a shot where you're actually doing something. Like maybe you're playing soccer or tennis mm -hmm. or you know, some sort of an activity. Of course, I think it's actually hard to watch television for a few hours without seeing a commercial of mm -hmm. a family or, uh, yeah, you're right, kids playing soccer exactly. or, or things like and that. And if I can add something here, those shots are so applicable and important for even commercials on my end. A lot of our clients mm -hmm. yep. will say, we're doing a family shot, Can, do you have this? And then usually I'll go to Marsha and just say, what have you got? Or, you know, and we have to pull something together. So the lifestyle is huge, right. not just for her print part, right. which really includes important. a lot of like magazines and all that, but for actual commercials. Right, I think it's it's, Easy to forget sometimes if, for instance, you see a commercial for an insurance company Correct. that they didn't actually find a real family right. to shoot that was right. all cast. But I'll, 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 but I'll yes. tell you, this is interesting because many times, and I'm seeing a trend here, is where they will ask for real families. Oh, that's interesting. And all that right. uh, So put that on your resume. Me, it scares me a little bit. <laughs> We've but been registering a lot more real families yes, yes. than ever before. Mm -hmm. Because this is something the clients want. They see that that uh, works out for them much better than trying to have a two-year-old say, oh, I love this person. I can kiss this person. <laughs> it, it, it just doesn't make sense. It doesn't work. And so they get better, you know. Uh, a better response. A better response yeah. if it's a real family or if it's just a real mother-child. Um that they're going to use together in the shot. So. Um, can I ask you a bit about um, the live fashion part of what sure. you do and what that involves? Yeah. Live fashion is a bit different than print. Um, live fashion really requires height, number one. Mm -hmm. uh, I would say minimum five foot nine. 
Five foot eight, five foot eight could be an exception, but it's rare <laughs> to be an exception. But five foot nine and up, I would say between five foot nine and five foot eleven, is standard for, standard for feet, for women. Mm-hmm. And for men, I would say it's six foot through six foot three. Um, and you have to have a tall, slim look, kind of like, almost like a beanpole. <laughs> you know, it's 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 a, it's a different look, and you have to have almost a unique look too. Mm-hmm. You know, you kind of stand out, and you have, of course, have to know how to walk. Yeah, and I think that that's, I think that actually <laughs> so. that's um, sort of a looked over, underappreciated thing about live fashion. It's it's not just about looking good. It's a, it's a skill. There is, and, it is a skill. And you don't even necessarily have to be conventionally pretty or handsome. Correct. You have to be good at your job of doing this. Movement right? is so important. Yes. Movement is important. Yeah. Dancers mm-hmm. are usually good. Stand mm-hmm. out in the crowd for live fashion because they know how to move already and they're able to incorporate that. So um, if we can find dancers, that really helps. Yeah, that's that's yeah. interesting. Um, I guess I'd like to just ask if there's anything else you'd like to talk about. I I would like to, to end on what advice for new talent you would have at all. Uh, and I'm sure you might have a list of it. And I know we're not, you know, we're not an acting school. We're not a modeling school, but I think a lot of uh, new talent would just have basic questions about if I want to get into this, how do I apply? What what do you want to see from me? What annoys you or what pleases you about? <laughs> oh, we'll leave the annoying right. part out. <laughs> no, but, you know, as, and, and I mean that uh, in just because agents are extremely, extremely busy. Of course. Uh, we are bombarded with client, and when I say client, that means a casting director, a photographer, a producer, a director, a videographer, whomever it is that is looking for someone usually within 48 hours, mm-hmm. okay? So it's it's a huge um, last-minute chaotic booking process. Right. So attention to communication and expediency is really important. Exactly. Yes. And I would, I guess, from my standpoint, uh, I would recommend that any new talent listening to this, prospective new talent listening to this podcast, that they absolutely uh, need to try to get local work somehow without an agent because agents expect people to come in with some reasonable semblance of experience. Like you said, we're not a school. We're an employment agency for actors and models. Take acting classes. That is huge. There are several reputable places in Michigan. I'm gearing this to the this local market because I don't know what's out there in the world uh, unless you're in New York and of course there there's one on every corner but acting classes are extremely important don't don't count on your innate ability yeah or, I, I I this is something that I always say this is just a personal opinion yeah. that there's no such thing as talent what there is is learned skill and maybe there's an innate interest that uh, enables your ability more, but they, there's no uh, substitution for training and studying Absolutely. and, and learning. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> Having some innate 
traits certainly help. Right. I mean, you can't be afraid of the camera. Mm -hmm. you, I mean, shy people do it all the time. There's another person that comes out, mm -hmm. and that's sometimes mm -hmm. where those acting classes that can be discovered. Oh, I think the introvert actor is a stereotype. Absolutely, <laughs> exactly. We all hear that. All, we uh -huh. hear that all the time. Um, further, your mm -hmm. formal education. In other words, okay, so you got through high school, you're going to go to college, you want to be an actor, get into the acting program, theater program, and then have a minor. My, my theory is always minor in psychology <laughs> because acting is, you have to have the understanding of human behavior. Because mm -hmm. if you don't understand that, so I, I think a, a theater major and a minor in psychology really blends well together. <laughs> Um, so hear that, kids? Your parents are going to be so pleased that you're going to major in theater with the minor. There you go. Well, that's that's my opinion, and it and and I I have found the actors with whom I have worked when they have that formal education, and it's on their resume. Mm -hmm. That is huge. Casting directors, directors pay attention to that kind of stuff. It's amazing how many people will put a resume together and have a formal degree in theater and not list it. Okay. And that could be that one little thing that would have made the difference. Right. Uh, the other is join a local theater uh, a company. There are many of them. I don't care if you have to go and scrub the floor there. Mm. Or be a, a, a gopher, or, or, or yeah, is it a gopher? <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Make them coffee, do something, but get in there, work as an extra, be a background, get so you know your way around the set, whether it's stage or film, do it. We don't book extras here at Productions Plus, but I highly recommend people. If they don't have a lot of experience and want to learn their way around a movie set, get out oh, that's the great experience. That that yeah, uh, it's a good way to just be on a movie set exactly. and see, see exactly. what things yeah. how things work and what what happens. Yeah. And then the last step would be obviously after you've done all of that, you build your resume, you get a professional headshot, and hopefully you start auditioning. But uh, and another thing I'm going to mention about resumes, and this is, uh, I'm not going to call it what's annoying, but mm -hmm. a little bit of a pet peeve. But something that would make your job uh, easier. easier and would also yeah. perhaps give you an edge about getting exactly. hired, right? You know, it. Uh, I book a person on a on a film or a, a Chicago a, a, a TV episodic, or if they've done a great voiceover or a print job. And two weeks later, I look at their resume, and they haven't added it. People forget. Mm -hmm. In Los Angeles, that would be sacrilegious, okay? An L.A. actor, the minute he or she fin finishes a project, comes home and updates their resume. Because tomorrow's another day, and it could be another great opportunity that that one project that you just did did not get on your resume, mm -hmm. and that could have been the make it or break it deal. So people have to. You take a class, list it. You add a special skill. In other words, if you play an instrument, you speak different languages, you can do dialects, you're a sports person, all of that 
matters. Sometimes I know that people even list that they have a driver's license. Oh, absolutely. Because a project could call for, you will be driving in this scene. Mm -hmm. And there are many people in some states like New York, for instance, Half of the population doesn't drive. Or it's not a given. Right. <laughs> I mean, that yeah. that's probably not true anymore. But those are those little things that you have to pay attention to. And keeping that resume current always and keeping your headshot current. Don't glam it up and then come on the set looking like <laughs> a totally different person. Right. Because unfortunately, right now, Live auditions are not as prevalent. Everything is done digitally. So a casting director will be looking at your headshot, your resume, and then they will ask you to do a video audition. And then you don't even look like your your headshot. They say, who is this person? So it's really, really, really important to try to keep that in mind and and keep your headshot current. Right. I think that's... uh Common sense, but but very good advice and not necessarily (laughs) something that everyone would think of. Correct. Um, Marsha, is there anything else you would like to add? I totally agree with Olga. That is the biggest pet peeve is people not keeping their information updated. Headshots, even sizes. Yes. They don't do sizes. Yes. They they just forget to do it, and it's it's always... uh, Something that the agent has to go deep, deep dive into with them on, a, on the phone saying, okay, you know, have your sizes changed? You know, Marsha, now so, that you mentioned sizes, yeah. it, it, another thing that's very critical, we book a lot of children. And a lot yeah. of many of our talent uh, don't, or clients even, are not that aware. So we have children from zero to 18 or 17, that would be the minor. Mm-hmm. You're growing every couple of months, a parent will create a profile on one of the casting sites, which we will cover in another session, um, <laughs> that they filled out and created five years ago. The child mm-hmm. is not, well, maybe she or he was five, now they're 10, and all of their information is based on a five-year-old. How do they expect us <laughs> to book this person? So uh, that that probably is another whole segment that we can cover at some point because that is a huge part of our bookings and and opportunities. Well, I think this is all really interesting and it's been really, uh, it's been really interesting and great to hear about what you do and what your work here is and great advice. So thank you so much for being with us. Thank you for the opportunity. Thank you for listening to the Productions Plus podcast. Please follow us on social media. You can find us on Instagram at Productions Plus. We'll see you next time.